You know, it's the same song, but every night it's a new experience because when people sing it back, they are filtering the songs through their experience, their stories. And so I haven't gotten tired of it yet, but when somebody sings Fires or somebody sings Weary Traveler, it's almost like it's just it's just feeding me. It's fueling me back up. So when I get to those moments in the set, I cherish them. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. Episode 236. Welcome to Between the Grooves. James Curtis here along with Aisha Woods. Hey, hey, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I heard you say episode 236. I did. Okay. Do you really mean episode 236? Like what season are we in? Oh, no. On Between the Grooves. <laughs> oh, no. You're not going there, are you? Yeah, th- there are some podcasts out there that like to go with seasons, like TV seasons, you know, with TV series right. and stuff. And so they'll go season two, episode five or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Which, which means essentially they've been doing it for two months. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. if you were to take 236, well, I can tell you we've been doing this for five and a half years. So what does that make at Boom. season 21, maybe? Oh, gosh. I, See, you. I'll tell you what it makes. It makes you a veteran. That's what it does. That just makes me sound <laughs> old now. <laughs> Look, OK, so we won't say seasons. We'll say you're seasoned. That's even worse. Here we go. That's even worse. <laughs> Is it really? The time has flown, though. The fact that this podcast has been going for five and a half years, the time has really flown. I honestly cannot. That's awesome. I cannot believe we've literally, literally had hundreds of guests on this show. Yeah, that's a lot of great conversations. Absolutely. The guest today is a repeat guest. Uh, We don't often repeat guests, as you know. But this Mm -hmm. guy, um, I had the opportunity to chat with at the Kingdom Bound Music Festival a number of weeks ago. He's a Canadian singer, songwriter. Um, We've been playing his music. Oh, Canada. Yeah. We've been playing his music uh, (laughs) since about 2016, I guess. Okay. But many U.S. stations are now, quote unquote, discovering him. They've you know, uh-huh. he's new to them. He's not to us. He's he's a longtime friend. He's just been nominated for a couple of Dove Awards. New Artist of awesome. the Year, uh, Short Form Music Video of the Year for his hit Weary Traveler. Our guest, mm. none other than Jordan St. Cyr. Someday soon we're going to make it home. Someday soon we're going to make it home. That that just does it for me every yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, to be honest, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of, of that particular song because he's got some other great songs as well that never uh-huh. made it to U.S. radio stations and we were okay. playing them. And so that one just seemed a little on the slow side when it started, but okay. it grows on you. It really does. And that bridge uh-huh. is incredible. Like it just kind of, okay, yeah. that that's what made it for the song, right? So It takes it home. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to sharing that conversation with everyone in just a moment. Now, 
Now, one of the things that's interesting about about Jordan is the fact that he's had a lot of upheaval in his life, in his family over Mm -hmm. the last little while. He's relocated to Nashville from Canada. He's had some health issues with his family. And the one thing I'll say about major events like that in your life, and it could be anything from the birth of a child to a death in the family, a new marriage, even school starting up. I mean, all of that is a major change. And yes, those are the times that your faith is tested. Sure is. You know, if you think about Every the fact time. that they always say the gospel is ripe for people who are having major events happening in their life. Again, marriage, mm-hmm. death in the family. That's the reason why it's yeah. great when you have celebration of life or a funeral service where the minister gives an altar call, because that's the time yes. when people are, are thinking about what's going to happen next, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So Absolutely. It, and- the opportunity to catch up with Jordan about some of that stuff happening in his life, I think is is really timely because mm-hmm. normally we wouldn't have a guest back so soon. I think he was on last year, the year before. And okay. again, we wouldn't have a repeat guest unless there was something for them to contribute, stuff worthwhile to listen to. And so yeah. that's that's why uh, that's why I thought it'd be great to bring him back. Yeah. He mentions the importance of a healthy home. And just like you were saying, you know, when you go through things, your faith is tested. It's when the rubber meets the road, Yeah, when you get to really determine where you stand, you know, and God said in his word that he's strong in our weaknesses, you know, his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses and just his story and hearing the things that he's been through and his faith is still strong and he's still going and that's like major encouragement to all of us. Yeah, it's certainly relatable for everyone Mm -hmm. and everybody goes through different struggles, different trials, different tribulations in their life and some bigger than others, you know, like I look at my life and think how blessed I am. And yet there are things that happen in my life. The car breaks down, something happens that you, you know, it's beyond your control. It's just like, oh, you can feel down on yourself and think, well, it really sucks to be me. Or look at it and say, you know what, there's other people in worse situations. And the fact that a guy like Jordan with all that's happened in his life Mm -hmm. in a very short time span as well. And the fact that he's still going strong, it says a lot about his character. It says a lot about his faith. Mm -hmm. So let's get to that conversation. Jordan St. Cyr on Between the Grooves. So, here we are at Kingdom Bound. Tell me what's happened in the last few months for you. And, and everything from your family yeah. to, oh, by the way, we're moving to Nashville. Right, right. So, um, we, we moved to Nashville back in February of, uh, of this year. And uh, that was a whirlwind. You know, when you're thinking about moving, you're taking on each individual uh, you know, potential challenge one at a time. But when you move... It's a flood of challenges oh, all sure. at once, There's right? a lot happening. So new house, new neighborhood, new neighbors, new schools for the kids. They finished out the year in Tennessee. Um, I was on the road with Jeremy Camp on tour in San Antonio three months into the move, and I get a call from my wife saying, hey, I've got to take Emery into the hospital. I'm calling the ambulance. She's having seizures again. And so we're going through this, this whirlwind of events, and, um, and we're just trying to catch our breath. And uh, shortly after that, uh, you know, so so that being said, every, everything's good with Emory right now. Um, we've had three great months of just all positive, mm-hmm. you know, all good things. Um, since then, Weary Traveler has gone number one uh, on Billboard in the U.S. And it's uh, it's just been 
highs and lows of, of all sorts. And, uh, but, but again, the, even in the lows, you know, they teach you so much better than the highs, I, I believe. And so we, we've come out of this season just so grateful for everything we had. The gift of God's goodness and faithfulness in such a deeper way, we'll, we'll take it. Was the move to Nashville a sudden thing? Like, was it just like a, like, right. if you had known two weeks earlier, you would have laughed, that sort of thing? It was about six years in, in, of, a, you know, a six-year dream. Um, three years ago, we were, we were thinking about pulling the trigger again, and then Emery was born. So we're like, we should probably take advantage of the, the Canadian healthcare yeah, care system say, for a little longer. Because healthcare is a little different in the It's States, a little yeah. different. Yeah. And, um, but you know what? Really what it was, it was just God, his timing, and him revealing to us um, patience and, and just like his timing is perfect. And so we finally had the, the music to support the move. Uh, we were just getting so busy. My Christmas tour, I was gone from my family for three and a half weeks. And so that was kind of the final nail in the coffin of like, okay, we've got we've to be together more. That's a long time given the fact that during COVID there were no tours. So right. when you start touring for three and a half weeks at one stretch, that's like, that's a long time. Yeah. Like most artists these days are recognizing that that being away from their family that long is just unacceptable now. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, uh, yeah, no, I don't do that anymore. That's right. In, yeah. in, in everything you do, in anything you do, you want to flow out of a healthy home. Yeah. Whether you're married or not, whether you have kids or not, you know, if you keep that, that home life healthy, um, you're going to be prepared to, to accomplish some big things in your life. So now you're in Nashville. Um, are everybody getting settled? Yeah, you know, our kids finished strong with school. They felt like they were so behind, you know, learning math a different way or, or you know, our, our seven-year-old wasn't quite reading at the level she was supposed to. So everybody felt like a little less than. Right. And then we get the report cards at the end of the year and our middle guy, Liam, who would rather live in the bush barefoot, you know, kind of like Tarzan, uh, he had one B on his report card. The rest were A's. Wow. That's you know, a, so that's we are, yeah. we were just blown away. Like we hit that valley of like feeling like, oh man, are we not, you know, teaching our kids right or, or whatever. And then all of a sudden coming out with such positive news, it was just, again, another sign of, of God just showing up in a big way. Uh, you're obviously making lots of new friends. Yeah. Uh, what's that been like? You know, I, I'm seeing posts on Instagram from other artists saying, hey, just ran into my friend Jordan St. Cyr. And right. Like, these are relatively new friendships, I would imagine. Yeah. For, for, for many of them. What's that been like? Uh, it's been really neat because, you know, um, artists, you know, nobody's really from Tennessee or Nashville, right? We've all moved there. And I think a lot of these artists, uh, they've had to sacrifice something really big to be where they're at. And so you, you start to have that in common and, um, I'm, you, you meet these guys and, and girls and they're like, you get me, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's really like finding home, uh, in people. It's pretty cool. You know, it's interesting because, um, everybody in life has a different role, uh, and what you do for a living is going to be different. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's something you enjoy. Hopefully it's a passion. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation recently with my friend Darren Mulligan from uh, We Are Messengers, yeah. and uh, he was talking something similar about the fact that you know you have to do what you love, and you have to know that the end goal is to provide for your family. It doesn't matter what it is. Sure, you know, have fun doing it, but work hard and provide for your family. Yeah, and at the same time, know to spend that time when you have it with your family. That's right. Right. So. Um, I guess for you, has there been any change? Because you're, I think you're touring a lot more than you have been. Oh, absolutely. So how does that relate to your kids now? Like yeah. they don't see you for a few days on hand. That's right. Uh, at a time, and then 
now all of a sudden you're showing up at home. What's what's the result? Like what what's the feedback? What yeah. how are they responding to? Do they recognize <laughs> you? You know that yeah. sort of thing. It's not easy. You know you have these exit and re-entry seasons, right? Yeah. Of like leaving your family. Uh, the best part about leaving is coming home always. Um, it's quality over quantity. Um, I heard it said best uh, years ago. Uh, Bart Millard was on this. I think it was this this radio interview and. Uh, he just said, you know, uh, there is no balance, really, but you have to tip the scale of life in favor of what matters most to you. And so uh, it's just being intentional, getting on the phone with your with your wife, getting on the phone with your kids. Uh, when you are home, doing your best to, to really engage. Um, it's not easy because your flesh wants your own time. Your flesh wants to rest. Your flesh wants to, to check out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've always had two dreams in life. You know, one was to have a, a career in music, but even greater than that was to have a really a, a healthy family and be a, a you know present father and a good good husband. And so uh, you just got to pour into them when you're home. You've seen the videos online of a guy with a massive beard and he's got kids, and then uh, he goes and disappears in the washroom bathroom and shaves <laughs> off the beard and comes back out in the kid. Right. And the kid That's doesn't right. recognize their dad it. anymore. So, yeah. do you ever have that? Like, are they are they? Oh, with my kid, I do with them because kids grow like weeds. Yeah, and so I'll get home and I'm like, you just you're talking a little different. You're looking a little different, and I'll realize, oh, I've been gone for four days, and you just grew, you know, yeah. the most you have ever in your life. And it's a pretty like polarizing thing. It's like you know, I knew you as this, and now that version of you is gone, and I come home to this. Right. It's it's really neat. My kids are, and I I, don't know, I, I always tell people this. Uh, my kids are eighteen and twenty one, a uh, girl and a boy. Yeah. And uh, even now, at that age, when they want, they don't want anything to do with their dad. Right. Right. Um, and they do, but they don't. Sure. Um, even now, when I go get a haircut, and I don't know, I, I know I don't have lots of hair, but yeah, believe yeah. it or not, I do get a haircut yeah. once in a while. Uh, every, you know, when I do get home, they'll look at me, you know, differently. A little differently. And I do the same thing to them. When they get a haircut, they come home. I look at them and say, right. and you are who? Sure. Totally. <laughs> so do you get that kind of uh, response initially or that they see no, enough of you, you think? They're like, dad, did you bring us something Oh, they, oh, you oh know? okay. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. know, I, no, I don't really get those looks. You know, we're, we're pretty loving. We're pretty in your face. We're all hugs. And, and so maybe one day I'll get that. You know, if there's more white that shows up in my beard, right. you know, from, from a few days on the road. But, no, they're they're pretty solid. You know, my wife is amazing. and um, But we'll see. Maybe one day. Now, do you bring them souvenirs? Uh, the odd time, typically candy. You know, okay, that's all yeah. they really want. Yeah. Um, I was able to actually bring my boys a few weeks ago on the road, and that was great. They just loved probably more just getting to eat out every meal. Right. Right. But um, typically, you know... Um, Anything that's kind of interesting that they haven't had before, something a little different. Yeah. That's that's been my fault for years and years. In the past, I've done business travel, and when I was away, I was so focused on business. I was fo- so focused on work, uh, especially if, if it was the type of work where if I get it done early, I can come home early. Yes. Right? So yeah. you could work you know, your 12, 14-hour days just with that in mind. Right. And then there's no thought of souvenirs. Right. But every time I do go away, yeah. so right now we're at Kingdom Bound, yeah. and I'm here for a few days, and I've already got the text from my daughter saying, you know, pick me up a sweatshirt or something like go. that. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know if I have time, you know. Maybe I'll have a look, but oh, it's, you, you it's can not... you can find some time, man, for sure. But, but she's 18. Well, you know, that, like, this is true, but you know, she'll always be your little girl. I know, but you know, if I I it's not going to be the right size, it's not going to be the right color. I suppose it's the thought that counts. It 1000% but... is the thought that counts. And and uh, honestly for you're probably more like me where I'm analytical, it's got to be practical. I want oh. it to serve you, I want it to last long. Absolutely. That's not what gifts are. Gifts, wow. gifts are, you know, breaking the perfume on the feet of Jesus. It's like, I'm just going to show you that you're worth me getting it wrong and me thinking of you. And I am with you. It's hard. Yeah. If we do it, we do, we do score some brownie points. Well, and, but then I've got a son who's 21. What, what do I get for him? Like, hey, does hat, he, well, does he want anything? No, he's fine. There you go. They're both fine. They both have more money than I do. <laughs> there you go. They really do. They yeah. both got jobs and they're, <laughs> they have no expenses. Like, they're, they're living the life. No, man. It's all good. So um, you're on the road a lot, and you've made a lot of new friends. Any other changes? So you're obviously with a label, and that's a big change for you as well. Yeah. You know, just having a team, uh, that support has been invaluable. It really has allowed me to get back to my first love of just writing songs about what I believe and singing them. And that's the hope. You know, I just that's, that's where I get fueled up. And if I can kind of stay in that lane, it allows them to, to work at what they're strong at. And then we work right together. So, And what do you do as far as time management? Like, do you manage the time or they send you a schedule? This is what you're doing. You're going to be songwriting for the next two days. Then right. you're off to this gig or whatever. No. Like, I mean, they, they run their own thing. You know, mm-hmm. my management runs their own thing. Label runs their own thing. Booking runs their own thing. But essentially, they are working for me um, in, in essence of it's kind of my calendar. You know what I mean? So I can say yes to no, whatever I want. And, uh, and take on as much or take on as little as I want. And so that'll, that'll ebb and flow through different seasons. But, but ultimately, I try and fill up my calendar with, with shows and songwriting. Given the fact that you are doing a lot more touring and you're with a lot of other um, established U.S. artists, yeah. have you taken anything away from them? Have you learned anything from their work ethic uh, of what to do or not to do? Oh, absolutely. Like to, me, to me, it's all about the culture that um, like, okay, so we were on the Jeremy Camp tour and the culture that Jeremy sets forth is something that I want to replicate as in it's healthy. Uh, He has people that have been working for him for 20 plus years. That says a lot about um, the character of someone who is imperfect, but clearly has the ability to, um, you know, own their stuff Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're going to get it wrong, but can you own it? And then and make those relationships right. And clearly, he's done that over and over again. And I, I just I see that as as such a light in uh, in industry that that can be a little dark at times. Yeah. Um, what is it like for you? Like how do, how involved do you get into the uh, setup? You know, sound checks and setting up gear and stuff like that. Like, are you still you know yeah. getting your own guitar and you know sometimes I am involved or sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Um, if there is a job to be done, as in like, hey, can somebody take that piano over there? I'm like, I can do that. Right. You know? Like, uh, I, I, yeah, I understand that part. I guess what, what I'm driving at is yeah. um, one of the groups that was at Kingdom Bound was for King and Country. Right. And Luke and Joel didn't start that way, right? Right. They started as the lighting and, and you know, getting their hands dirty guys. Oh, yeah. And they understand all that stuff. Right. And now they're in a season where they are the artists. And so it was funny because I was I was backstage um, yesterday when they were going to be performing later in the day, 
And Luke is off in some corner in the parking lot on the phone doing some business or whatever else. Yeah. Joel is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. They're not together. Right. Like you would think, you know, sure. you would think, uh, you know, people on the outside would look and say, oh, they must be always together and they're always. No, no, yeah. no, no. They've got people that do stuff for, for them. Sure. They go show up for their sound check. Everybody knows their job. They know their task. That's right. And then they just show up, do what they have to do. They're gone because they got other stuff to do. Not that, you know, all that other stuff's not important, but they, yeah. they have people for that. Right. Yes. Specifically because they are so busy they've they've delegated that well, out to and people. and those people that are doing it now are way better yeah that it is literally their god-given skill set so it's like to make space for people like that to do what they are called to do that is what it's all about yeah. so how much of that are you incorporating in your new role i mean in it's your probably still about 50 50 yeah. right now where i'm a part of it and then there are times where i'm busy like right now i'm on on a microphone with you yeah and uh, we're 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 set up for tonight and uh, I feel very served and taken care of. Um, and I think the goal in that is just to not take it for granted. Right. Yeah. 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 You can get into a mode of um, complacency, I suppose. Yeah. You know, like I was actually... A little bit think- of an entitled maybe attitude. Maybe. For sure. Maybe. Yeah. I was um, uh, listening. Our tent is right by the worship tent. And Paul Balash was in the worship tent this morning. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking to myself, like, he's got a lot of songs he's written. Yeah. And I was thinking or questioning myself, I wonder if he gets tired of doing the same songs over and over again right. in a worship set. Right. What about you? Like, you've got you songs, know, like you wrote, wrote Fires years ago yeah. now when you consider 2018, it. 2018, yeah. Um, and yeah. then you've got other songs that you've done in the past as well that maybe even U.S. radio has not even heard yeah. because it was played in Canada but not That's right. there. But it's, but it's on the Spotify, it's on the, on the streaming services. But you're now performing and you've got a bunch of songs you're doing. But it's the same songs over yeah. and over again. Yeah. I, do you get tired of that? You know, it's the same song, but every night it's a new experience. It really is, because when people sing it back, they are filtering the songs through their experience, their stories. And so I haven't gotten tired of it yet, but when somebody sings Fires or somebody sings Weary Traveler, um, it's almost like it's just, it's just feeding me. It's fueling me back up. So when I get to those moments in the set, I cherish them. Yeah. You ever had a situation where you're on the stage and you know you've done the sound check and everything but everything just falls apart (laughs) yeah we were a few nights ago and it didn't fall apart but it could have and it should have we had you know flight delays we were uh supposed to sound check early early afternoon you know like maybe shortly afternoon and we got there at 4 30 supposed to clear the stage at like five you know we got to set up our gear we got to check our ears uh, like our, our in-ear monitors and uh, it just takes time yeah. you know it takes time and nothing was working you know that uh, if you're a sound person you know that that pair of ears was in mono and that one was you know panned all the way to the left and, and not working properly in stereo and I'm only getting you know uh, some of the tracks in my left ear and the click is on the right and we're yeah. running into all these issues and uh, five o'clock is approaching yeah. and the guy's looking at me and he's like, hey, uh, it's time to get off the stage. And I'm like trying to stand in that tension of like, we cannot play unless we get this right. And this is a big show. We're literally opening for Skillet, which right. I don't even know why we were opening for Skillet. <laughs> it's such a departure, but I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, but uh, And so, yeah, it should have fallen apart, but everything kind of came together. And I think every show is its own show. It's like those little challenges that make it unique, that if you can embrace them and walk through them, uh, that's what's going to make that night special. 
So what did you do? Like, if I were in that situation, that's a high stress yeah. moment. Yeah. And like, I am freaking out. I used to, I used to fold, um, and say, okay, yeah, we'll we'll figure it on the first song. You know, we'll we'll wrap it up. And now it's like, no, we we need the tools to do the job. And I know it's unfortunate that our planes arrive late and all that. Uh, but you guys did hire us to do this job, and these are the things that we need. And so it's about standing in that tension relationally of serving that person that is not very happy with you, but then also standing your ground and saying, hey, I understand, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, uh, but let's make this right. And so, yeah. yeah I, think, I think there definitely needs to be compassion in moments like that. And understanding that, especially in this day and age, you can't control the airlines. Like, no. there, there are things happening it's that a bit are of a mess right beyond now. your control. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, though, so what time was the concert? Uh, the concert was at seven o'clock. Okay, so yeah. you were the last sound check as well. I uh, well, we we should have been the first sound check, but yes, we were the last right, sound check. Right. Yes, like Skillet had done their stuff and yes. whoever else, right? Yeah, yeah. they so. were ready for us at two thirty or something like yeah. that. Well, what yeah. do you do? What do you do? That's just it. And so, uh, it's our job as as you know leaders is to lead. And we get to lead people through the tough times. And so, it really, was a moment for us. It was a moment for production to, again, these are not Christian guys, right? So how are we going to operate under stress? Well, it's like, it's the fruits of the spirit, man. You know, it's patience, self-control, all these things should start to blossom. And uh, it was, it turned out to be a great experience for everyone. Okay. So I was uh, out at dinner. I don't know why I'm going to share this story with you. (laughs) I was out with uh, my mom and my family for dinner uh, a while back and we're sitting at the restaurant. It was not crowded. By any means, like the restaurant was half full. Okay. We went early on on purpose because we didn't want to be there when it was uh-huh. crowded. And uh, we get there, we're sitting there for half an hour before somebody came to our table. Right. And it was uh, like I was starving. I, I had skipped lunch because this was, you know, hey, we're gonna have a really nice dinner uh-huh. and stuff. I was gonna have ribs and whatever else. And uh, and so finally, somebody came to our table and said, "Is anybody serving you guys?" Yeah. And I I almost blew it. Like, I almost flipped out. I didn't, but I was upset. I was very sarcastic. I said, yeah. you know, we've been here for 25, half an hour, and, and like, what's going on? They, yeah. said, they said, well, let me check for you. They came back. They said, well, it looks like they decided to switch servers at the last minute. Apologize. Your server will be here shortly. And so the new server came, and I said, no, I recognize this is not your fault, but we have been waiting here for half an hour, right. and this is just unacceptable. So my mom took offense to that. Okay. Uh, she took offense because she felt that could be an opportunity to share the gospel with them. Right. And my position on it was, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to let people walk over me because I am a Christian. Right. Right? Yep. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> I love this question. So I wrote this song called All Over Again. And it's not like the hit on the record. It's kind of like the, a bridge song to get to the other song. But it's this opportunity to meet Jesus all over again in the mundane you know, in the mundanity of life. And I think uh, it's all about when, when Jesus talks about turning the other cheek. And so often as people, we go passive and do nothing, or we go aggressive and, and we, you know, hit people over the head with a two by four. And Jesus talks about this middle way, this middle ground. And I honestly, I think it's about making it about them as believers, as, as, as Christ followers, we have to lay down our life. It's constant every day. And so when, if you want to experience Jesus in a new way, engage the person that's in front of you and make it about them unto losing yourself. 
you know, and I know that's hard, but it is dying to yourself and, uh, our pride gets in the way, our ego gets in the way. Um, but I've found that, that those are the powerful moments that we miss every day. So you're saying my mom was right. No, I'm saying your mom sounded (laughs) passive and I think you sounded aggressive, but I think, I think Jesus, there's a middle ground there Yeah. and I'm, I don't know it. I'm not, I don't have an answer for you. Right. Um, but if you engage or if you encounter a situation like that again, um, I think it's, it's an opportunity for us to check our humanity to be like, okay, Jesus, how do I walk through this? Not hit the guy over the head with the, the truth, not to be, you know, all grace and just let it slide, but to kind of show both. Right. Um, because it's, I think it's, it's not about getting walked on. You know, we don't lead well when we just allow people to walk on us, but we also don't lead well when we, um, take the truth and use it as a weapon. And so I think there's something in, in between there. Yeah. Okay. So we don't have a solution yet. So I'm going to have to check. I think it, it's a case by case work. basis. Yeah. Jesus is so relational and so personable, um, that the answer lies in the present moment. Yeah. Well, that's deep. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> more than I was expecting, but that was good. Listen, thanks go. for stopping by. Yeah. I know you're busy. Uh, Thank you. You're probably going to be hungry, get some dinner that's and stuff, right. and I'm going to do the same thing. So, All right. Uh, thanks for swinging by, and uh, look forward to your set tonight. Appreciate it, man. I'm so glad that you had a chance to catch up with Jordan. I haven't met him yet, um, but I am looking forward to meeting him. It was so meaty and so great, the conversation that you had a chance to have with him. And so down to earth. He's just he's just mm-hmm. a guy like everybody else, living life right. and trying to deal with the obstacles in his life. Listen, if you want to find out more about Jordan Sincere, check him out at his website. It is Jordan Sincere, and that's spelled Jordan, S-T-C-Y-R.com, because it can be a little tricky, JordanSincere.com. Great guy. And another great guy. Dave Fry from Sidewalk Profits. He brings us artist advice this week. I guess I learned it in Hamlet. Uh, I think that that was one of the plays that I read that junior year that my folks divorced. Uh, I read a lot of great books and I listened to a lot of great music. And in Polonius and Hamlet said, this above all to thine own self be true. And I thought, man, man that's kind of selfish. Uh, above all, be true to yourself. But it's not selfish when you think of it in the context of man. God made you, you. He made you to be the greatest you that you can be. So if you're doing something that's bringing you joy and people are, are reacting to it and they can tell you love it, they are going to get excited about it. And so when you're being true to those things that God put in you, whether it be singing or, or making a pie chart, you know, whatever that is, that's man, uh, that brings you joy, it's going to come out and it's going to inspire others quite a bit packed in there Um, but who would have thought a little hamlet (laughs) be true to yourself yourself. be true true to yourself Mm -hmm. exactly using the gifts that you have using them to glorify god and having some fun with it and that sounds like what he said especially when it came to the songwriting side of things Mm -hmm. and i i definitely can attest to that the importance of embracing your uniqueness because for so long Well, as long as I can remember, even with writing and being a recording artist, they would always try and put you in a particular category or put you in a box, you know, this needs to sound like this or this needs to be with this format or what have you. 
And it's like, listen, forget all that. Can I just be who God made me to be? (laughs) Can I just write what he's given me? And when we have that freedom to do so, gosh, it brings about a greater sense of freedom. When you know that you're doing what God put in you to do and embracing your uniqueness, it brings about fulfillment. As far as an artist is concerned, who would want to sound like someone else anyways? I don't know. (laughs) You know, that just doesn't make sense. So yeah, great words of wisdom from Dave. Fry of Sidewalk Profits. And that is all the time we have for this week. There's the music. And that means we got to go. We got to go. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Have a listen whenever we have new episodes dropping and leave any comments that you'd like as well. We love hearing from you and we will see you next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and subscribe on your favorite app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify or iHeartRadio. Yes, sir. See you um, for the next season. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Had to bring that back. 